Hey, we're continuing in our study on the Holy Spirit in this podcast, this next episode of the Holy Spirit uh, dwelling in you. That's what we're going to be looking at right now. So let's let's dig in. Let's take a deep dive into the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. All right, let's begin and pick up where we left off in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, a well-known verse, maybe for you, maybe uh, you have this memorized like I do, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away, behold, all things have become new. So those that have put their faith in Christ and are born again, therefore, they are in Christ, that means joined to Christ. I mean, a powerful phrase in Christ, a reality of the Christian life. New creations, new spiritual being. We are in Christ. Christ is in us, yes, but we are in Christ. And so we're a new person, a new creation. And all of the implications of being in Christ. You know, I always like to talk about... Uh, when I'm teaching this on a Sunday morning, the reality of us being in Christ and Christ being in us, I think of the resources that are ours in Christ. So we are, uh, an illustration I use, we are in room or in sanctuary. What resources do we draw upon? You know, we have fellowship there. We have, well, we have uh, physical things, soft chairs, lighting, sound system. Uh, the air conditioning and so forth like that. Well, the fans uh, closest to air conditioning we get. And so the the resources that are ours in Christ parallel that. And it's amazing, you know, um, you know, all the joy and the, the fruit of the spirit uh, that is ours, the faithfulness, the long suffering, those things that help us uh, and cause us to walk. So in Christ, we're born again. Old things have passed away. All things have become new, totally changed. The old things, the natural life, the flesh life, the sinful life passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We're spiritually birthed. Holy Spirit is indwelling us. Bondage of sin cut off. Sin nature died with Christ. The old man has died with Christ. Now we are raised in newness of life. And John 3, 6, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit, a new creation, totally new. And when the spirit of God brings us new birth in Jesus, I mean, we are really new people. I am. And in the sight of God, we are. Uh, but yet I have the same color eyes, same color hair, same stature. And if we were in jail, the judge wouldn't let us go. <laughs> we we really became a new person, but the issues on earth, the consequences of time and space have their own issues that, uh, you know, are different than what God is concerned. We're a person. We're a new person. Uh, our slate has been wiped clean, and it's as if we never sinned, justified, just as if we never sinned a new being in a spiritual sense. And so now we need to learn to grow up and mature in the newness of life. But we're born again. We've, we're new creatures. We're in a new family. And all of this is by the work of the Holy, Holy Spirit. 
So that's what that, that's the topic we just covered right now. The the uh, the convicting and new birth. Now let's move to the next subject, which is the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit. Not only convicted by the Holy Spirit, not only born of the Spirit, but indwelt by the Spirit. The Holy Spirit coming to live in our lives. John 14, 16, 17. And I will pray in the Father. I will, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I mean, he's going to be in you, the spirit of truth, the great, uh, you know, spirit of truth. I mean, that's that's a title of the Holy Spirit. Not the spirit of weirdness or the spirit of health and wealth and earthly riches. It's the spirit of truth. Truth, reality from God himself. The world doesn't know or see or understand the spirit of truth. We're, we're the, the world can't lead us to the Holy Spirit. Uh, Satan, the God of this world, he's the father of lies. And the, the world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But you who are born again, you know him in the spirit of tr- truth. He's speaking here to the disciples. Spirit of truth will be in you. And that's the indwelling work. Uh, of of that. So we look at John twenty twenty two. Moving on, when the Spirit of Truth entered the disciples' lives, Jesus, when he had said this, he breathed on them and he said to them, "Receive the Holy Spirit." And so the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son, breathing the life of the Spirit, as it were, into the disciples, kind of a symbolic act that they needed the Spirit of God to come into their lives. And just as Jesus was breathing on them, he's like, receive the Spirit. At that point, the Spirit of the Lord began to dwell in them, his followers, the indwelling of the Spirit. And, you know, it was said of old, Ezekiel 36, I will put my Spirit within you. I love this verse and cause you to walk my statutes. Such a, a beautiful uh, work that God would do and did do and the difference it would make when the Holy Spirit would one day come and dwell in God's people. You and I, we have the Spirit. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The power, the dynamic, the work and causing, you know, and um, and just filling our sails with the propulsion needed to live the Christian life is kind of the way I envision it and sense that is biblically accurate. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So the spirit of Christ uh, does not, if he does not dwell in you, you do not belong to Christ. In other words, the Holy Spirit dwells in everyone who belongs to the Lord. And it is the Spirit of God that dwells in us.
Okay, so we are still in Romans chapter 8, verse 9. The Spirit of God dwells in you. And it's easy to forget something like this as we go through daily life. I think it is, you know, sometimes uh, driving down the road, I forget the fact that the Holy Spirit dwells in me. I don't have that top of mind. I do now. I'm in the middle of this study. But I mean, when you get up in the morning, the first thought is, I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. Is it that, you know, the Spirit of God dwells in me? Probably not. You know, probably with me, the first thing is it's too early. I need three or more hours of sleep or uh, I need a cup of coffee. And I'm aware of my what I need. Uh, usually, um, even if I do uh, wake up and feel great, I'm uh, ready to go. I've got a lot of things on my mind that I'm going to do. And I uh, rarely think, oh, another day to walk with the Spirit of God dwelling in my life. But yet, uh, this is the truth. He dwells in us. He lives in us. He He's in me. And it changes everything. And he's there to be the guide into all truth, especially to point me to Jesus Christ. That's what he does. John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you, Jesus said, from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So the Holy Spirit dwelling in our lives for this purpose, to testify or to bear witness of the Lord Jesus. So really, that's why I love to say my motto is knowing Jesus and making him known or um, and knowing Jesus so I can make him known or uh, let's know Jesus more uh, today than yesterday. And, you know, the the whole point, uh, because I get that conviction with the Holy Spirit, it's like a motto at our uh, fellowship and in my life that I want to know him. I don't think there's any greater priority. And I'm convinced and convicted of that truth, I think, by the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 through 14 says this, however, when he, the spirit of truth comes, uh, has come, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he, he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, Jesus said, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. So Jesus, the name of Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ being magnified, unfolded, illuminated, revealed, um, uplifted by the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit testifying to us of Jesus. And it's the Spirit guiding us into all truth. And... Um, you know, some say about this verse, about this passage, about this chapter of the gospel of John in chapter 16 or verses like it. Oh, no, 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 no. They will say this is this was for the apostle. Apostles of the spirit would guide them into truth so that they could write the scriptures, write the Bible. And yeah, I think that's implied and even um, part of a primary interpretation. But I think really contextually, biblically, um, there's, there's more to it than that. It can't be all it's talking about because when Jesus spoke this word to the 12 in the upper room, not every single one of them was going to write the Bible. So I think it's broader, bigger, wider than that. Uh, not just about insight for the apostles to write scripture, much bigger than that. That's included, I think, but it's followers who need to be led into the truth. 
and the Spirit of God, God would guide us, you and I, into all truth, as especially as we go to the Word of God with Him illuminating it. And the Holy Spirit is wanting uh, not so much to make us scholars or experts on the Scripture. A lot of people want that, and I get that, and that's important. But the Holy Spirit wants to wants really our lives to have intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14, he shall glorify me. There will be a relationship. He will take what is mine and declare it to you, proclaim to you the things of me, a relationship to know him, the things of Christ. The Spirit inspired the word of God, uh, revelation about Jesus um, according to the will of the Father um, and the Son. But the Bible uh, really never concentrates central focus on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The central focus of the Scripture is Jesus Christ, and that's what the Spirit wants to do in our lives. He wants to uh, give us a life focused on Jesus, knowing Jesus and making him known. He indwells us. He lives in our lives. The Holy Spirit does, and it's to that end, to give us a focused, you know, it's like our last study, the centrality of Christ which we never really took a deep dive into. We kind of missed a couple episodes of the podcast. Those will be uploaded another time, but got to move on. We got to get through this passage in the Holy Spirit, these scriptures. So we're just pressing on. 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And people don't know that. I mean... We know it. I know it. We've learned it. But sometimes we forget about it. We don't think of it. It isn't top of mind. It's good to know. It's good to be reminded. It's good to remember. But I think I want now even more than ever to be impacted by this reality that I'm a temple of God. I'm a place for God to dwell. And Individually, in this verse, yes, that's true. It's also corporately, collectively. Ephesians 2, God is building us all into a dwelling of God, a temple of the Spirit of God. So as the church, uh, we are uh, that as well, uh, corporately. 1 Corinthians 2.12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us, God. I love this verse in the context of what we're studying. We're studying a biblical theology of the Holy Spirit. And so we're just going to, we're going to break it down to a deep dive. And when we receive the Holy Spirit into our lives, the spirit who is from God, it's so that that Holy Spirit can reveal to us the things that have been freely given to us by God, the freely given things of God. I mean, we could do a whole Bible study on this, the Holy Spirit, wants to reveal that to us, that we might know uh, the things that are freely given, the, the, the things freely given through the cross, the grace of God, the treasures of heaven that we enjoy on earth, that, a, that money cannot buy. What you and I, what I need are the things that are freely given by God. And they have to be freely given. I can't earn them. I can't manufacture. I can never pay for them. Jesus paid that price. And it's it's just an expression of the generous, wonderful, kind heart of God to give it freely 
It's the riches of his grace. It's that we might know these things, the things that have been freely given to us by God. Those are grace words. Uh, uh, Grace, um, um, favor. And some of these things I would I would say the freely given things of God, forgiveness and new life, right? Can't earn that. Peace, can't manufacture fake the peace. Hope, protection, protection from fear and freedom from anxiety, gifts from God, the work of the Spirit of God. You can't, again, buy a manufacture them. They're freely given. And the Holy Spirit is given to us that we might know these things. So a work of the indwelling Holy Spirit lead us into truth. And, you know, we wouldn't even know what we have in Christ, what riches we have in Christ, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. According to this verse, we are, we are given the Holy Spirit that we might know the freely given things of God. I'm getting fired up just thinking of the indwelling Holy Spirit. But listen, there is more. Catch you in the next lesson. There's more. The transforming work of the Holy Spirit. I love these verses. So much hope. Let's look at those here in a minute. See you in a sec. Bye.